0: You're listening to On Our Terms, where we share our friend-to-founder journey and tell you how
1: being labeled as non-traditional seems to be our superpower. We hope you enjoy the ride as much as we have. Oh have my God. God. <laughs> can you even?
0: <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Kami Padilla alongside my co-host and co-founder, Mary Meller. We want to thank you for tuning into our first live episode with some technical malfunctions right before this. Today, we are talking about why in the world, why in the world we, did we quit our jobs to take Bodium full time?
1: We have a really interesting episode coming to you live from the Soho House in Chicago. Um, we're still getting our our setting and our background kind of set up, but we're in the little studio. It's very cozy. Uh, but stay with us. Don't forget to stick around till the end of the episode. We're going to run through a virtual hack, how we're feeling about two current events, and then a dream sponsor that we're literally obsessed with.
0: Okay, Mary. L- let's talk on, on our, our terms, terms baby. Ooh, pretty good this time.
1: Thank you. Okay, Cammie. So before we talk about how we quit our very nicely paying full-time jobs to begin a startup, um, can you please tell me in our audience one thing that's really helped you manage your week on your terms?
0: So the past two weeks have been a little bit stressed. Um, a lot of stimulation. And when that happens in my life, or when I'm feeling in a huge like pitfall. And to whomever is listening, yeah, I am a woman. Yes, I have a menstrual cycle.
1: Let's <laughs> talk about it.
0: De shame it. So I like our mood and our homo- hormones are really, really affected. And it's about It's like every, there's three week sprints where I'm like feeling so high, like so like invincible. And then there's two weeks where I'm like, why am I in this big, big funk? And for the longest time, I didn't correlate those two with my menstrual period. And so there was always times of depression and I just felt I didn't have that, that spark that I wanted. And so you helped introduce me to PMDD. We'll talk about it on our premenstrual dysphoric
1: disorder, Just dysmorphic. I don't know. I don't even know. PMDD. Megan, if you're listening, chime in, let us know. But uh, yeah, no, we'll talk about it on our mental health episode. We'll get really into it, but it's
0: something a lot of women really struggle from. We'll get really into it, but I was like, oh, once I took a second, And there was a lot going on, dating, working on Vodium, having a puppy, being closer to my family. I was very overstimulated. I had a huge panic attack and I was like, wait, but there's, there's an underlining um, thing that's going on here, which is my menstrual cycle. So this, how, what I mean with what I did on my terms is I had to boot myself really hard. We say that all the time from the show, shrinking (laughs) boop, like wake Wake up. (laughs) Oh my God. jinx. Jinx. And I was like, I need to work out. I need to get back in the cycle. I think because I'm so busy, I'm an entrepreneur and we're going up on a really big mission. I don't realize that I need to make time for myself. And then once I made, once I gave myself two hours and I was like, Tio puppy, I'm going to be gone. You're okay. Of course he is. He's a a dog, but we love him. I'm obsessed. And I probably have attachment issues that I will probably project onto him, but I left him for a few hours. He was fine. And I worked out, I steamed, and I was like, oh, I am awesome. I am good. I'm okay. There's just, it's really hard when you are a woman, a professional trying to do so, so much. There are going to be times where you just do not feel that happy. Totally. And I didn't know what to do with that in the past. But now I, when I realize I feel icky and slow, I'm like, wait, what's going on? So thank you for helping me with the PN diagnosis.
1: Yeah. Well you led us through a beautiful workout yesterday. Workout. I mean, encouraging Cammy to um, you know, get in her coach mode, maybe uh take up a side hustle of teaching workout classes because she's
0: no, I just called my mom. I was like, so early Christmas gift, potentially birthday gift. What are you thinking about? Like paying for a subscription for me to become a Pure Bar instructor. I over. love Pure Bar. Shout out Pure Bar. Her. Sponsor us. Um, but okay, this is a perfect segue to it what is. we're actually
1: talking about today. Okay, Cammy. So um excited to talk about, you know, why we were so excited to start Vodium, but really like where we've left you off is we fundraise a small seed round. Um, you know, we're working on Vodium's as our side hustle. And when did we quit our jobs, to go full-time. You know, it's been a huge transition. It took almost two years to get Vodium from our pandemic side project Mm -hmm. to where we are today, which is full-time paying ourselves with a team with Vodium. So, you know, we got here really differently. And it's a really interesting story. So why don't you start with your story um, and kind of pick up where we left off in episode three. We've just fundraised a seed round. You're figuring out what you want to do, where you want to go. And you're in LA.
0: I'm in LA, baby. I'm living off Fairfax in West Hollywood. I see the hills, but I can't leave my house because it's pandemic, a global pandemic. I, I mean, I felt very, very stuck in LA. If we would have stuck in DC and let's say this thing, this whole epiphany and experience happened in DC, I don't know if I would have been able to Undertake Vodium without giving it a second guess because in LA I was literally just by myself, I knew no one. I was living with an ex boyfriend, but we hardly knew each other truly. And then when you're dumb and in your 20s and you like fall in lust, you're like, Oh my god, yeah, I'm moving across the country. Why don't you come across the country as well? Like, not even. Five, you, don't think think yeah. you don't think twice. You don't think twice. It's like this is, right? This is, this must be how it all works out. No. And so when Mary left to go home to help her family business in Memphis, mm-hmm. I really just had my ex boyfriend and I was really unhappy. I was uh, like a very high up role at a boutique political firm. It was the 2020 election. And I found myself putting all my extra energy into Vodium when I wasn't working. And when I was avoiding like my unhappiness with living with friends. kind of a stranger, <laughs> oh my God, it's okay. So when I, when I knew that the 2020 election was going to come to a close, um, you know, Biden won, I work on a lot of democratic, Advertisements. So I was like, okay, so this is very good for business, but that whole experience while working so hard for Vodium on the side and proving to myself, ourselves, that there is this pain point that we're trying to solve. And so far we're doing a pretty okay job at pulling the pieces together of how to build whatever this is the best we can. Right by talking to people, calling experts in, we were like, we're going to, this is going to be so fun. We're going to call people Mm -hmm. that we have in our network and ask for help. Right. And we are such nerds. So we were like, we were getting, I was getting off to this. I was like, this is awesome. After I just delivered this campaign ad, I'm in LA and then I'm calling Mary at night and we're talking to her old sales VP and he's walking us through the ropes. And you know, like after campaign life, I was on my phone or I was on the computer with you. And at the time my managers, I could felt, I felt really like it was a toxic work environment for women. A lot of fellow women feel like this in politics and yeah, tech's no different. And tech's no different. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you and I have talked a lot about like I think every every industry is just the same. Yes. Like you're going to experience this the same way and how I was experiencing it is I was late 20s, super hungry to grow in my whatever political career and I felt that my managers only really wanted me to do so, so much. Because I was so capable of so much. And I delivered. It was, it's like, okay, once I once I learn something and I get really good at it. Like, okay, I want more. I'm done. I can do that. And I can properly pass it to someone else to do it just as fucking good. Great. Give me more to work. Give me something harder. Like, throw something else at yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And that meant, though, that I would begin writing creative. That I wanted to take campaign Campaign creative all on my own. I wanted to be the brains behind campaigns. Right. That was so hard. It's so hard for those men yeah. to let go of. It was. And it was, there was a lot of gaslighting, a lot of. I remember. It was it got hard really time. Yeah, yeah. A lot of like, am I being taken advantage of? Am I being so mistreated as a woman?
1: But at the same time, right? You had Vodium where it was a blank canvas and you were just getting to do. Anything you wanted.
0: Anything I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was working with my best friend. And I don't know when. I forget when I made the decision. It may have been before or after I broke up with my boyfriend. Yes. The election happened. I broke up with my boyfriend. So timeline, November 2020. You, you broke, broke up with, with him my boyfriend. Before
1: Thanksgiving. Because you were supposed to go home with him for Thanksgiving. And I remember you called <laughs> yeah. me. Thank yeah. you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I we break up right after the election. I go to Denver for Thanksgiving yeah. because my dad's living in Denver. And we fly out as a family. Or no, we don't fly out. No one's flying. My True. mom drove from Illinois. And Jacob, my brother, drove from Detroit. Right. And I felt at such peace. And I think then around then I finally let go Searching and wanting my boss's approval. Right. That I was like, I was so happy with my parents. I hadn't lived with them since I left for college. We had this beautiful experience and like a VRBO or however you said, verbo. And Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, we're a family and it's a pandemic. And, you know, I can move back in with my parents. This could be such a beautiful experience. And, but I was thinking about living with my parents. And wondering if that would fit because I was thinking of actually quitting. Quitting, Right. And I got paid $120,000. Base. And then I would get a bonus after every election. It's amazing money
1: for for anyone, but for late 20s. Amazing. Great money.
0: I fought for that. They when they started me off at 55 and then over the course of four years, I jumped to 120 with a different um, title, different titles, because even though I felt like I wasn't properly going to grow, everyone on the exterior doesn't know that. So all they're going to see is this story that I'm going to paint for them that I went to this title, to this title, to this title. They won't need to know, but they're going to assume assume that with this title, my salary bumped up as well. But I was just like, I got to a point where like, damn, I'm getting paid this much and I'm still so miserable to deliver all this fucking work for you. Another thing that I was so pissed off of is that it's an election. They were, I think the hardest thing with jobs, and I've heard about this with product launches and tech. It's like, wow, manager, you know that we have so much on your plate and then you are loading more on my plate but it's the way that you are you delegate and not empathize with it with me which makes me resentful to do this work right cuz i will do this work but i'm tired i'm overwhelmed just because we can take it on doesn't mean we should right
1: and it's never the the fun work the no, leadership the stuff that you're capable of it's just like do more tasks right.
0: yeah so So you decided to quit. I decided to quit and it was perfect. Biden won. My bosses were happy. They made a lot of money. And I go, hey guys, I think it's my time to go. It's my time to go. And I had told them in August, right before we were going to launch the beta, that I'm like, hey guys, I've been building this off the side of my desk since April, but you need to be okay with it because obviously you have had no idea that I've been doing it while also... Working 65 hours a week at least. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then immediately they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to keep her. We like Camp. Like, we want her. Because they were like, oh, she's a go-getter. She may be going places. She's trying to create a company for herself. Um, So they were a bit friendlier to me. And then I told them that, hey, guys, after the election, Vodium actually is taking off and showing me that there's potential there that I want to investigate further. I am going to quit. They couldn't say no. Of course they can't say of no. Course. But it was such a beautiful, it was like a calm. It was a peace. Like they're going through their shit because of a global pandemic and their parents and who knows the struggles that they went through. And I felt like it was like, okay, because I, they were like, let's walk away from each other. I felt like if, it, if our relationship yeah. went any further, there would have been like a lawsuit. Right. I would have gone oh, crazy. Oh, oh, oh no. Well, I'm being uh, drug- yeah, drug- yeah, drug- dramatic. Yeah, I'm dramatic. Right. So literal. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they were in a lawsuit because I went. No, I say it for the drama, but I you got out at the right time. I got Before it right it.
1: And while you could still walk away
0: proud of the work you did with them. Yes. And then it was Biden won. like we did our, no one was, everyone in my circle was happy. And I was like, wow, I just, I was also going to still get my bonus because even though I was quitting. And so I had over like, 40 50k saved and I was like amazing I can go for one year without getting paid or really what happened is Mary I'm gonna quit my job and I, I'm okay to not get paid and not do anything for a year and and I, devote all our time to voting all my time to voting and, and s- you moved home I moved home and this was different I have to say
1: I've got to interject then I moved home high, literally day one of the pandemic which a lot of people did but Kiana, you moved home a, almost a year after it started. So this was less like you moved home because there was a global pandemic, more like you really like... you quit your job. job.
0: <laughs> you moved in with your parents to go full-time on your startup. I was like, if there's any time I'm going to move home and make that sacrifice, and so, I don't, I've said this already in prior episodes, I don't know if I would have had the guts to do it if it wasn't the sure. pandemic because of what society and others would think or how I would think of myself, which is such bullshit, but... I'm very high strung or I used to be very high strung and I wanted to be, I wanted to, I wanted others to think highly of me. And, but what I realized, no one gives a shit what you're doing. They're all occupied no and preoccupied with what they're doing. Right. So I'm sorry, it was a safe place to go move the home West. in Western Springs, Illinois, before we moved to Valparaiso, Indiana. And I lived in my childhood bedroom for a few months and yeah, I woke up when I wanted to. I worked out all the time. I ate great food. I watched Yellowstone with my mom every night and hung out with my dad and our family dog. And I worked on Vodium. and we were the leaders of those calls. And it was such a nurturing, beautiful experience. It was beautiful. That's what happened and why I decided to quit my full-time job and go to Vodium.
1: Look at that. And now we're here. Okay. And I have to give you kudos because I'll tell my story next, but we would not be here if you hadn't given 110% of odium that year. So thank you.
0: Well, okay. Well, yes, I agree, but it was the easy, it was easy for me to the sense that I had money saved. I love my parents and moving home with them while everyone was still on lockdown seemed like, and it was around Christmas. I was like, it's going to be the holidays all year We're going to drink hot cocoa and I'm going to Staying with the videos
1: is kind of like being at a holiday. Yeah, we're going Saturday, I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, they want to cook. Like we want to talk. Coziest we want to watch movies. Home. We want to relax. We've all had a busy week, and but that was every day during the pandemic. It was cool, but we were also stressed working twenty four seven. But I chose for a year. I'm like politics was so fucking stressful for a year. What would it feel like to have absolutely no pressure? It was beautiful. I really loved it. Was it. But Mary, let's transition to you because I think you had a different experience. A bit different. Okay, take us back to late 2020, early 2021. Okay, because that's when I moved back home and I took Vodium full time, but your path was not the it was same. Was different. Yeah. I was a year behind you in some ways, but Okay, so
1: it was fall of 2020. Let's go back to like pandemic. So I had moved home to Memphis 2020. Um, was helping my dad's business, was scaling my consulting business, which mm-hmm. was brand new. I mean, I was only doing my consulting business for six months before the pandemic started. Yeah. So I was still shaky. I had just started making money and, you know, I can't tell you how much I was making because I had signed NDAs with all my clients,
0: but I, probably, I don't even know if I signed
1: it. Like, yeah, right? yeah, I'm a little more by the books, but um, <laughs> I was making a, a lot of money. I would say triple
0: what my salary was when I left DC, which yeah. was crazy. She did that. And that's why we'll talk about it later, but why sometimes we're going to talk about this was a struggle, but we're
1: investing in ourselves. We are. We are. So I was making great money. I moved home, but it was very uncertain. I mean, I never knew if my clients, because it was a pandemic, were going to just like, let me go the next month. And it was contract by contract. And I had like two really big clients and yes, I was making all this money and I was saving money, but it was still really scary Mm -hmm. because- Living with my parents was not a long-term solution for me. Mm-hmm. Um, love them. Mom and dad, Len and Ernie, uh, you guys are great. Um, but like it it wasn't, it's just a different family dynamic. And my time was to go. So I was like, where am I going to move? Where am I going to go? Um, and I booked an Airbnb. I think we've talked about this in Venice, in LA. And we were going to go back to we LA. Talked about this. Um, but no, I'll, I'm getting out of order. I'll get there. I've had too much caffeine no, you're this morning. you
0: almost there. Like that was, that gave you permission to because you were in home at home and I don't think you knew or really fully accepted that you didn't want to live in Memphis and stay with your parents but you didn't know where to go I had no idea where to go and that gave you the understanding and acceptance of Nashville because that's where you grew up it's where I grew up so
1: What happened though was in the fall before, I mean, I was traveling across the country. I drove, I think four times across the country during the pandemic story for another time, but Mm, a lot of stories, a lot of stories, but you know, it was amazing. Like the pandemic freed some of us up to travel safely and, you know, be in remote places, national parks, um, got to spend a lot of time with my sisters and Cammy. But anyway, I digress during this time, it was three years ago, like this month. I got a full time job offer from one of my clients. They were like, "You're too good. We need to hire you," and they offered me like a really good deal. Like it was, you know, not as much as I was making consulting, but it's going to be stable benefits, full time, and it was so tempting because at the time we had started Vodium, we hadn't fundraised yet, and I was like, "Oh, I I can pour the salary money into Vodium, and I will have state stability and." more emotional and mental capacity to put into vodium because I won't be so scared all the time that I'm going to lose all my clients and be homeless and broke, which mm. truly like, or my worst was my like worst fear. And
0: you know, it sounds extreme, but anxiety, man. So anxiety. And we, Mary and I, we have this, I think compounding fear, or at least I know I do. And it's something I'm trying to work on that if for some reason we don't have a job, what, who, and how, who are we what are we and what will happen to our reputation and like, our like keeping track right and i, I don't know People. yeah it's scary anyway
1: so i get this job offer and i am like about to take it and someone gave me the advice that oh, i wish we the audience could know who
0: that person was <laughs> well, but, uh,
1: we're not gonna go there but someone gave me the advice they were a career coach and they said um a career. Really? Coach. Like, really, you're going to take this full-time job? And I was like, yeah, it makes so much sense. Like, I'll be able to put half of my salary into Vodium. They're like, you really think that they're going to hire you full-time knowing about Vodium, and let you spend your time and energy on it? You, you're you making more than they're offering you with your consulting business. You can get more clients and you have the flexibility to invest in Vodium. And it I let that soak in for like 24 hours and the next day I'll never forget. I called my client at the time who I adored um, and said to her, I can't take the job. And it was like a big... You did adore her. I loved her. She texted me yesterday. It's so funny. I'm not going to call her out because I don't want to reveal so who the client was. we still love her. We do. But um, <laughs> it was really hard because she had gone to bat for me. They had to get the CEO to approve the position. They weren't hiring. They had laid off like a lot of their employees. So anyway, it was a really tough conversation, but I'll never forget the relief I felt when I said no to that job. It was terrifying, but that was like my first inflection point of like, okay, I can't I'm committed to Vodium. And so I kept consulting through the fall. I Here's November. I'm like, all right, I got to get out of Memphis. Like, It, it just it was a dark place during the pandemic. I was ready to move on from living with my parents. So I book an Airbnb in Venice Beach be close to, to be me. close to you. And you're like, okay, I'll come stay with you because I'm going through a breakup. And I'm like, one bedroom apartment. We're going to make it work for oh, two months. So cute. It was going to be so cute. We're right by the ocean. And then I just had this feeling like, why are we going to California? And it was going to be a lot of money. Oh, it was a $6,000 Airbnb. It was really expensive.
0: God, it would have been so expensive. Yeah. But at the time, but I was like, making, nah, money, I was making money. I was like, it's worth it.
1: So I was with my stepmom shopping. I'll never forget. And I was like, what if I can get my money back on this Airbnb and yeah. just stay a little longer and figure it out? And she was like, do it. So at the same time, I called you and I was like, I don't know if I should do this. And You're like, great. Well, I'm thinking about moving home. I mean, it was like all cool. Uh-huh. And so I got my money back because LA had had a huge outbreak, and the woman was like, sure, understand yeah, you don't, ha- want-
0: but she. Ha- I feel like she. Had I think to. she had to.
1: And um, I called my little sister who was living in Nashville, Elise, and she goes, Well, I'm looking for a roommate. Why don't you move to
0: Nashville? Uh, how how young were you and how young? I was
1: 29. She was 21.
0: Ooh, different big, different eras. Eros.
1: So I'm like, okay, this is great. And then we were fundraising at the time and John and our tax accountant were like, yeah, no shit. You shouldn't be in California. You're an LLC. One of you needs to be in a state with no state income tax. So your business, That's is,
0: I forgot about that. Not
1: taxed as much. You and Tennessee is a really business friendly state. Let's Shout talk out to, about the good start. things about Tennessee. There's good and bad. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, Nashville it is. And so I'm getting a part or a house with a lease rented, move back to Nashville. Side note, first week there, go my first date with my now husband, Gary. Hi, Gary. Hope you're listening. Actually, you're not because you're on a golf trip, but it's okay. Uh, He has listened to every other episode. Um,
0: Yeah. And he gave us great feedback. We're, we're, we have an outline because of him. We
1: do. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, you, Gary. Thank you. Um, And so meet Gary. I'm in Nashville. And what I decided to do was to scale back my consulting business to half time, so I could be half time on Bodium. And let me tell you, that was really fucking hard.
0: It was really hard. But if we look back, you had the cutest apartment it was so in cute. Nashville a townhouse in Green Hills with her little sister, who's how many years younger? Nine. 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 The day Elise was also going through such a pivotal time. She yes. was so young, and you are like a mother figure to her. Now you two are becoming like friends and equals and see each other, just any relationship evolving to see each other for who we, they, you are. Um, but there was a lot of underlining storylines going on for you at the time. Like you were choosing yourself, choosing to go home to, and be closer. Same thing for me and be closer to the family, family, and which brings ups
1: and downs. A lot of things. And I had a really hard childhood and we can talk about it in the mental health episode. In some ways I'm tremendously, extremely privileged across the board, but anyway, moving back to Nashville is, it brought up a lot of shit. I had to do a lot of therapy, EMDR therapy to, to heal some childhood trauma, but it was good. It was all blessing in disguise. So I had like all these things moving. I cut my hours back a lot. So I'm just, just, I'm not making a lot of money. I'm just making enough to like pay my rent a month to month now.
0: And I'm visiting whenever the hell I can, because I'm Nashville. living in Valparaiso, Literally. Indiana with my parents. And Nashville was just a little bit more open than Illinois. It truly was. And, and you could still get
1: to go drinks from restaurants. Shout out to my dad on the Tennessee tourism board who lobbied for that. So th- thanks, Earn. Um, but I just want to say like, and, and I think this is a good transition. I'll wrap this up. Like there was so much sacrifice and and just angst and pressure mm-hmm. in what we both did mm-hmm. and having to keep a consulting business alive to pay my bills and keep my clients happy and hit client deadlines and still working at least 35 hours a week and trying to pour myself in the best parts of me into Vodium. Mm-hmm. I mean, and juggling that and code switching. Every hour I'd be like mm-hmm. on a client meeting and then with Cammie on a client meeting with Cammie. It was so hard and it was a long ass
0: year. And that's why you deserved to get the- <laughs> <laughs> the fucked. So I have no idea what that's she's going to say. You deserve to meet. You had been dating for so long. Five years. I was single pandemic, for five years, literally going cross country to, you know, see what is this? What is this? Crazy experiences did in the wild, wild west of the pandemic. And Gary just came at the perfect time because, you know, what you're teaching me and reminding me while visiting me in Chicago. Did we say we're recording this? Yes, in at the Soho wow. House. It's very yeah. chic. They're in the little studio. Um, everything. You had you had to handle so much. It was a lot. So, so many different lanes and character roles that you play. Code switching like crazy. And you had been hoping for someone and Gary came in and he was and is the most grounding presence Rock. and people like us need that grounding presence, but it doesn't come easy. Yes. And we're going to, we got to talk about that on we'll talk about dating and how <sighs> our support
1: system episode, maybe next. our support system, yeah. because, because like when you're like us a little AD extremely ADD. Squirrel, Squirrel, squ- squ- whoo, whoo. like extremely <laughs> high performing and not that I mean Gary's also high performing he's literally healthcare executive love that guy but we're very different um and extremely anxious and like just pouring all of your energy into work like you need somebody do who's something.
0: like something not necessarily into
1: something but we have poured it into work over the last four years uh, more than that you need somebody who's gonna just say like literally take a break sit on the couch and do nothing and shut your laptop I don't
0: know how to do that Hey, any uh, ASMR great single men out there. Cammy's Sing- single. Like, I am single, but I am looking for a partner. And you gotta have your shit together and know what you want. you know any amazing men? Please call me. I am accepting applications for literally. Cammy's and it's so funny, last night we saw one of the guys from Love is Blind here. Shout out to you. I'll find you and tag you, bro. Um maybe if you have friends. And so, anyway, let's bring it back.
1: You were saying, (laughs) having a partner was tremendously helpful and falling in love during this period. I mean, I just had so much going on and every facet like, new relationship, thinking I'm finding the right person, healing childhood wounds by moving back home, living with my little sister and transitioning our relationship in the most beautiful way. Um, Literally trying to pay my bills and not knowing month to month if I'm going to have a paycheck coming in. I'm like, am I going to go just like have to be a bartender next month? Cool, I'm down. But there were no bartending jobs because it was a pandemic. But we kind of
0: aren't down. I'm not down. I would go to an existential identity crisis. And it's no shame to the hospitality industry. I love you. I would thrive in the hospitality industry. But I grew up with parents that were like, if you're going, you need to be successful and you need to provide and you need to build. And that, they don't give a shit what I do. But how they raised me was just really like high achieving. And if you're ever going to be able to take care of yourself, because they're not they didn't grow up from a well off background at right. all. So, they're, my dad's working as hard as he can just so he knows he has enough. Literally, he tells me all the time retirement money for my mom and him. Yeah. Yeah. Where he didn't really mention me or my brother. Right.
1: Well, so. that's why we're out here hustling for ourselves. Yeah. I think I, I think I would bartend. I really do. My sisters are both in service. Like, my family business isn't oh, a hospitality. Oh, I want to do business. And, and yeah, you would be a pre bar instructor. Yeah. My I also want to own that's a bar so one day called here. The Electric. Electric heart? Yeah, because why? Because I've um, I've had an ablation on my heart. I have an electricity issue in my heart. Anyway, I digress. So it was really hard. But I think the point here is, if you're starting a company and it's growing, at some point, if you're reaching a certain amount of success, you're going to have to quit what you're doing or devote most of your time to it. And it's really fucking hard. And it takes a lot of sacrifice. And unless you have a ton of savings, a trust fund, a huge investment... A partner who can support you, which at the time, like as privileged as we are, like we didn't have all of those. Certainly not a trust fund. Gary
0: treated me to some dinners, and I was like, Thanks, Gary, Gary, and you. you are an amazing saver. Cammy's great at personal finance. What, but now? I'm not. freaking out, and I still have a, a little chunk that I know I'll survive. So and, but I'm literally working with a therapist right now, a about relationships and dating, and uh, and about my professional career and being okay. That I'm going to be okay, even if bodium doesn't go anywhere or stops like it's this weird fear i it's deal weird. with anyway,
1: anyway the point is is like it's i want glamorous. To, I want it's not glamorous and i want to normalize this conversation that like you really have to think practically how are you going to put food on your table and pay your bills if you decide to take your idea full-time are you going to take a loan are you going to max out your credit cards
0: do you have a bartend are you going to bartend on the side, on the like side? do so you have tired? a hire do you have
1: a partner who can help you fund it are you going to put your personal money in are you going to go to a vc and raise like are you going to move home with your parents like all of those things have risks and are are sacrifices and like you have to do some something of it. Many most businesses do not just have amazing cash flow that grows, 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 no. grows, and then you can take it full time. It's just a pipe dream.
0: Shout out to Google and Goody Nation. I yes. have a beautiful group of fellow founders that I work with and the struggle is so real and it's a safe place. We talk every Monday. Shout out I Ivan, um Anyway, I can't even remember well so right cool. now. Igor is. Moving. They're so They're cool. really cool. Okay, but every day we have intimate conversations of the ups and downs of like we kind of have to be that feeling of a free fall. If it's Tom Petty, free fall and like I'm free. Like imagine you're literally just going backwards and descending, and as you're falling, you're not uh, second this, guessing yeah. yourself once because you're not driving through fear. But once you have that ounce of fear, and that's why I was talking about my PMDD earlier, I'm in a place where my life, in my life, where my ADD hyperactive functioning mentality is actually very useful. Oh, it's, I always say journey. my ADHD is my superpower. It's amazing. But so when I get those lulls, I have like a huge like sad crisis and like is it ever going to get better and yes it sh- too shall pass but this isn't glamorous this isn't what Fergie said the glamorous,
1: glamorous.
0: The fancy 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 fossy no, fossy. No. I don't know anyway but it's scary and hard but I will end this off by Please. saying what we had talked about is you know we have friends right now yeah. that are going through times in their career, early thirties, are peers who are like, I'm not really happy under and my full-time, bosses. Jobs. Yeah. full-time jobs. I don't feel like I'm actually growing. I don't like my management. I don't like how they treat me. I want to re- work some remote hours. Like I want flexibility, but your managers don't know how to manage remotely and you're getting very stressed. And Essentially, I think these are individuals who now in their careers where they could be so senior level. So it is it you're going to work your way up in a, in a corporate, more big job where you have to get approval and um, input from others in order for you to be approved and be elevated into a job to then get to those higher decisions that you want to engage in and learn and prove to yourself that you can grow or. Do you trust yourself to do it by yourself? Yeah. And, and I, I think I want to jump in. Someone. I
1: think that it's not just people who have been working their ways up. I think it's like, even at like people who are executives. I mean, I've talked to so many people that I used to work with who are in very, very high up jobs who are like, man, I like I wish I could do what you'd have done. And I was talking to someone who's at a, say, one of the biggest tech firms running a huge product marketing department out of New York City at a wedding a few weeks ago. Mm. And she wants to start. An agency.
0: Because there's still no agency when you're working for agency. Even
1: if you're like- Did you get that? Have a big, sexy job. Right. So I'm like, just do it. Just take the leap. So I think what we're here to say is like, this is not glamorous. Like, it's not getting into Bloomberg. It's not pitching at South by Southwest all the time. Like, it's hard fucking work.
0: But like, if you have an idea or an inkling, just start it. Like- and we're saying that to all of our friends who have recently Just do it and come call us. To us or called us and saying, like, they're unhappy because I'm either figuring out that they're unhappy, fine, they don't, they aren't leaving their jobs because they're also like not willing to take the leap. Because, like, us, it was really scary to take the or leap, or they don't have the resources to take the leap, correct? And, um, or they're applying for jobs that they know they don't really want. And so they're not hustling to get those jobs. Cause if you apply for a job cold that you're hardly going to get those jobs in what world where you apply cold, you get a call back and you're like, wow, you may actually get this role. I've never experienced that. Yeah. I've never experienced so that. I know, job, yeah, so we we got to network.
1: network. If you want advice, well, don't call us, but we'll maybe we'll do a whole episode on how to get a job through networking, networking because is- yeah, you can't cold apply. But I think that the point is let's get it back to entrepreneurship. Like, Everyone has an idea, Mm -hmm. like everyone can make an impact and improve something. And like, it doesn't have to be a product job, like, or product idea, like creating Vodium. Like if you're really good at your job today, there are companies and people that will pay you by the hour or on retainer or by the month to consult with them. And like, you can do it as a side hustle. If you love cooking and you want to start a flour tortilla business, like Cami will one day, like, dough do it, do it on the side. Like I, I, my favorite president, U S president of all time is Teddy Roosevelt. And, um, he has mm. the best quote. One of my favorite quotes about it's the man in the arena. It's not the people looking on that count. It's the person who's out there trying. And he's like, it's very dramatic. It's like, it's not the sad, miserable souls who've never known winning or losing. Like it doesn't fucking matter if you lose, at least you tried.
0: Well, I mean- And I
1: think there's something to be said. And I, I'm really proud of us because we've tried, there's been blood, sweat and tears. It's been hard, but we've, we've tried
0: and it's shown us and it's proven to us and like that whole thing that I'm actually working into therapy that like how you think about success how I'm thinking about success is not healthy or right like conventional. What success yeah conventional what it it's that hunger and it's that effort and the, the trying and it's not going to be glamorous. And it looks like we're good and we're all Gucci, but I know all my other friends out there who in the business you making more money than me. Way but more. I have more autonomy right now over my life. So it's always a a balance. Yeah. And hopefully one day we'll we'll see the the fruits of this labor. but, um, I, but I,
1: we're not in it for that. No. And not. you cannot be I I was reading something, I don't know if it was Sarah Blakely. Do not try to start a company for money, like or fame or clout as the kids say these days like start it because you believe you have an idea that you're passionate I, about it yeah deserves has to exist
0: in the world deserves to exist in the world i always people think people need it we always would say ourselves whenever we're like do people actually need this are we doing yes crazy we
1: talk to people every day who our product so is much. helping and like making them more confident less nervous perform better in their jobs I, if it weren't for that i don't think it would be worth doing but that's what Keeps us coming back every day.
0: It's what keeps us coming back every day, and I think this is the perfect transition. To we're on time today, yeah, it's sweet, we're already forty minutes in, and let's do it ten more minutes and, or five. Who All knows? Right, we'll see. For talking about the run through, Mary, kick us off. Cammy, tell us your virtual hack. Hey, babies! If you want to know how Mary and I have been hitting our notes throughout this whole recording live especially we have Vodium up our app our baby right now on top of StreamYard we've used the transparency so we can also read what we've written but also see ourselves yes so a lot of people who use hacks like google docs or word documents or their notes app and you feel like your solution is sufficient enough and yet you still can't see yourself or the audience and you can't pull everyone into one experience, you're not doing virtual communication right, honey. Try Vodium today. Vodium.com. And please use our Vodium promo code, Vodium15, V-O-D-I-U-M-1-5, all one word, at checkout. And you'll for a month free. For a month free. Try man. it for free. Yeah. Vodium15.
1: Try it for free. You can cancel at any time and let us know what you think.
0: Shout out to Nicholas Davy again to telling us why the hell aren't we talking about our own? Our, oh God, I think
1: we're telling you about all these other things.
0: Ooh, this is going to be an uh, uh, interesting topic for Mary to lead us into, but Mary, oh. what is a very current event that we're experiencing these days? Okay. I have no, I want
1: to just say and be very sensitive with this. I have zero experience or knowledge on the policy around this, and I'm not commenting on that, but I am telling you, my heart is absolutely broken about the migrant crisis. The the refugee crisis going on at our border. Um, and that is not just at our border, but in our cities. I mean, we've seen it in Chicago. I've been here for 24 hours already. And um, just hearing about Border Patrol finding a two-month-old infant like abandoned by these smugglers, like I just, I can't even talk about it. I'm not a crier, but I want to cry thinking about it. And so I just want to just encourage everyone, like, please donate where you can. If this also breaks your heart, to reputable organizations that are doing good work to help these children.
0: Yeah, it's really hard. And so like for me, what I've been listening to in in current events is, you know, Senator Bob Menendez from New Jersey. And knowing that I've had a political background and I've done political ads for the maybe ex yet again, Senator is that for people who work in government and especially people who work in national politics, the, the debate is so different. Like what the conversations and the debates that you see all on TV and that are happening actually in DC or anywhere don't really have an immediate effect on what's actually happening. So these local city governments are piecemealing things together. There are migrants outside police stations and they're, they're all over the place. And now it's about to be winter in Chicago. We met two young, young women with two children who asked us toddlers for shoes, jackets, and shoes for them. We're gonna we're gonna get anything we can right. for yeah. them. And it's because they approached us. And I know Spanish here and there, so I was able to have it's a really conversation of to understand Spanish. what they needed. I'm not suggesting based on your comfort zone to need to feel like you need to be pressured. No, into get that. out of your comfort
1: zone. If this is in front of you,
0: like this is how you can help. Ask people what they need. Ask people what they need. And we're, they need a coat for their baby. Literally, I can't, we can easily afford a awesome, go to Goodwill. You literally. don't need to buy new stuff. Go to Goodwill. Absolutely crush a hundred dollars and get like so many clothes for one specific family or person. And you can have that personal tie and connection. I think, you know, so many people here, what I'm hearing, what I'm trying to say is people who are not in politics, see the crisis and Don't understand why by tomorrow it's not solved because with politics, policy and things have to be approved and passed and budgeted. So I'm just trying to say that people need to be like more like Jose Andres of what he did for Puerto Rico. Just fucking do it and figure out the money situation and the logistics later. But we don't work like that. No.
1: And I think it's just, again, like support the organizations that are doing good work and if it's in your community, if you live in a big city, like there's an immigration crisis, ha- not immigration, I'm sorry, there's a refugee crisis happening it's a refugee crisis. in your streets. Like, I just, oh, I just, it makes me so sad. But do what you can. Anyway, start plug, do, do what you can. It feels good to help people, but it's also just the right fucking thing to do.
0: It's the right fucking thing to do. And Bob Menendez, the right Please fucking resign. <laughs> Please resign. So the reason why it's so funny it's that he's going on is I... Vote, my- Menendez! Vote, Vote Menendez. Vote Menendez. I've done radio ads for
1: him. Kami would edit the- edited this ad, the cutest ad, on our couch in D.C. I'll never forget. I was like, who the hell's Menendez? I oh, was just a senator running in New Jersey who... Well, running
0: again in New Jersey. Was already, already in trouble for corruption. Or corruption. And then... Guess he married the wrong woman and she's supposedly this is all her doing and the it's gold bars. The cash 13 gold bars. The cash in the suit pockets he just got me. Yeah, but the cash in the suit pockets are just his. He slowly takes them out. His parents are from Cuba. These are things. That's his story. We'll find out. But what I I'm saying that one of the reasons why I also left my, you know, political career is because I had some morals behind the clients that we were working with knowing that like, okay, yeah, Bob has great name ID, but like, bro, he's already been under hella scrutiny. Aren't there other people who can run and the yeah. party can support and just get out of thin air? But yeah. And
1: you know, tying no, it to a third re- event, kudos to Matt Rami for stepping down and calling for yeah. I, 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 I Yeah, Mitt and I have different politics, but I do respect him, especially I ha- went to college in Utah, I've lived there twice. Like, really respect him for saying, like, no, like, let's bring some, like, new ideas and new people in. Um, I think it's cool. And I think that he should resign and that the governor should a- appoint someone young
0: who has new ideas. Yeah, Cory Booker and Phil Murphy come together, and it better be a woman, okay? Find an amazing woman to okay. fill this Okay. Okay, anyway... The let's kick it off with our dream sponsor. Oh, Thrive Market. And Mary, I treat her like
1: my Cammy made me literally, Cami made me made beautiful life. gluten-free toast with organic peanut butter, one with pumpkin butter, one with chia raspberry seed in my series talking for some reason now and then fresh eggs with cheese that she brought back from her trip to Bruges. Bruges. Bruges.
0: But th- Fabulous. All Thrive, Thrive Market. Though. Thrive Market is an online subscription. They also have an application so it's easy just off your phone. You have an online market, market on the tip of your fingertips and for someone who has a puppy, is an entrepreneur, ordering things from Thrive Market is super, super helpful and why you pay $200 for a subscription, a year subscription. And then what they do is the offering is that you have like a plethora of options of foods, non-perishable items that you'd probably find at Whole Foods. Yeah. So these are, these are well-resourced organic. I don't really care. Cool brands. Cool Uh, brands, uh, man.
1: I'm not getting getting
0: Cheetos. I'm getting rice flour cheese puffs with protein. Maybe, Maybe better for my tum tum, you know? And I love a Whole Foods shop, but sometimes and right now with how inflated shit is. It's too expensive. too expensive. And Trader Joe's, I love you, but sometimes I want maybe a little bit higher quality. So Thrive Market meets you in the middle. You buy products that you would probably see at the shelves of Whole Foods, but pay at a discount price. And it comes auto to your ship house. things and it ships. Someone personally says, Hey, I, I package this for you. And when I know I just need to buy certain produce or meats, you can buy meats and fish and frozen products too. When I know I just need to run to the store to get produce, but I can just sit easy and order at my fingertips for my snacks, for my chia seed pouches, for my vitamins, for my magnesium powder, for my kite hill, for my birch benders, for my bonza wow. beans. Shout out to all these for amazing For Sigmatic. And Siete. And Siete. Shout out to my brands that I want to afford and shop till I drop, but I need some discounts. So Thrive Market Dream Sponsor. Dream sponsor and great for busy entrepreneurs or parents. Yes, yes, yes. So hey, that brings us to the end of the show, Mary. How you feel? I'm feeling great.
1: I think this was one of our best episodes. I'm
0: hoping our mics worked. I hope everyone heard that for this Taylor messaged us slay. So So I think we're slaying. I think
1: we're slaying. Well this has been fun. Yeah thank you so much for listening to On Our Terms. Um, yes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share our journey wherever you are active on social media, but follow us on LinkedIn and Spotify.
0: All right. Ciao, ciao. The skill clubs. Adios. Bye, Terms. babies. Bye.